Hey y'all, welcome back to Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy. I'm happy that you're back if you're back again. I'm happy that you're here if it's your first time here. Either way, I'm here for all of it. So it's another glorious day in this shitty ass country that we call America. But aside from that, it's all going good. Uh, Let's just talk about some things today. I'm going to dip into the mailbag because... Y'all been blowing me up with some questions and some some scenario-based questions, which I'm all about. Um, you know, we might even talk a little bit about P-Valley if you're into it. But let's get it started off the way we always do. I am your host today. I am James Baldwin. Get into him if you don't know who James Baldwin is, because I'm going to drop a little gem for you. One of the things that you can search for by James Baldwin himself, aside from his name, Um, is one of my favorite quotes from James Baldwin, and that's to be African-American is to be African without any memory and American without any privilege. Let that bitch sink in right now. To be African-American is to be African without any memory and American without any privilege. Mm. All right, y'all, if you want to interact with the show, feel free to do so on all of the social medias at Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy or Lifestyle GBB. Um, I'll be sure to, you know, possibly try to DM you back now that I know what a DM is and all these other different things. Um, you can also make sure that you reach out to me by email at Lifestyle GBB at gmail.com. That's Lifestyle G is in gay, B is in black, B is in boy at gmail.com. And, you know, today I'm feeling generous, so I will give you a good 22 curse words to use towards me in a text message or email. And I'm here for it. I will read. But once I get to that 21st curse word, I'm not reading anymore. Just so you know, if it's directed at me. Now, if you're calling the tangerine tornado a bitch, I'm here for it. Or if you're calling bitch McConnell something, I'm here for it. Curse them the fuck out of my inbox because I just love to read that. Um, but y'all, let's get into the show today. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Get into it. Um, just to start us off with, you know, just a little news recap. Um, of course, we've got the tangerine tornado who happens to be renting the right house right now, who is in, I can't even say hot water. He's just literally showing his true colors, calling the military, um, members who died during wars, losers and suckers and all these different things. And that was from The Atlantic. If you haven't read The Atlantic uh, story, that was reported by anonymous source that says that he called members of the military losers and suckers because they died during war and didn't go to a cemetery that was in France. Um, That's one thing that we're hearing over and over again. Um, Aside from that, just the usual spread of hate and disinformation and just blatant lies that are coming out of the White House that we just keep seeing happening and happening and happening and happening. Um, None of that has changed. So as far as the tangerine tornado, I still hope you land on a sandpaper dildo that's covered in sriracha sauce and fuck yourself with it. That will be satisfying for me to see. Very, very satisfying. 
Um, aside from that, we actually do have some other things that have happened in the media that are not the worst, but are not the best either. Um, one thing here in Rochester, New York, uh, our police chief, uh, I forgot his damn name, has resigned over the death of Daniel Prude, um, along with some of the leadership staff from the police department here, which is beautiful to see. I am here for all of it to see these idiots resign and get out. Now, the issue that I have with it, um, Chief Singletary, that's his name, Chief Singletary and his command staff, they retired in the wake of Daniel Prude's death. Daniel Prude was murdered in the street. Um, and I just want to make it very, very clear. He was murdered by police officers who suffocated him in the street while he was having a mental health crisis. Um, and this was on this was in March, I'm sorry, when it occurred. And there's video out there, which I just cannot watch. I just cannot watch. Um, but in the wake of it, the protests that have been going on here, um, Chief Laron Singletary and the rest of his command staff are stepping down. This is start. This is uh, a week after the protests started here in Rochester for Daniel Prude's death. Uh, Chief Singletary said that he is resigning because he doesn't agree with the slander that's going towards him and he doesn't agree with the rhetoric that is being directed towards him as the person who is responsible for the death of Daniel Prude, let's be quite honest. Um, a statement that he gave to the Democrat and Chronicle was, as a man of integrity, I will not sit idly by while outside entities attempt to destroy my character. Um, so he decided to retire, which means he still gets to enjoy his pension and the money that he gets for working as a part of the Rochester Police Department for all these years that he's been there. Um, I don't really think that that's justice. Uh, he should be held accountable just like the officers who murdered Daniel Prude. But the protests are doing something beautiful. The protests are doing something amazing. But now that I'm speaking of the word protest, I do want to talk about something that I've seen recently on social media. On social media, I have seen protest shaming. And when I say protest shaming, I am not talking about the obvious idiots who are out there saying, well, they shouldn't be protesting because protesting is un-American. It's unpatriotic. I'm not talking about those dumbasses who are out there saying, all protests are riots. How is this protesting? How is this peaceful? We've heard all of these dumb fucks out there talking. I'm pretty sure half of them are sticking their dicks inside of vacuum cleaners to try and fuck them and get the Bissell pregnant or the Swiffer pregnant. Like, y'all bitches are stupid. I'm not talking about those ones. I'm actually talking about the people who are at protest, who are going to protest, who have been to protest, and who plan on protesting. Whatever way you decide to act, as far as speaking up for Black Lives Matter, being there for these murders that keep happening as police departments keep murdering people over and over and over again, that is your choice, that is your prerogative, and you're doing what you want to do. But don't you dare shame somebody because they say they're not going to a protest. You have no right to shame that individual. You do not know what they're doing as far as 
educating themselves, maybe educating others, working behind the scenes, planning to vote, getting other people to vote, or just simply speaking out or just simply educating themselves on what is going on when it comes to Black people being murdered in this country relentlessly. Do not shame them because they say they're not going to a protest. If somebody doesn't want to go to a protest, you know what you can do? Take your ass to the motherfucking protest if you're so offended that they're not going. Don't shame someone because they are not acting or their activism does not take the same shape and size as yours does. When you do that, you are creating a rift amongst the people who want to see change. You know, and it's one of those things that drives me insane in this world because it happens with everything. It happens with every single thing that we do, that there's always a way to make people feel like they're not doing enough or they're doing less than or that their efforts do not matter. If everyone, excuse me, I'm getting tongue tied right now. Everyone's efforts matter in what they are doing. Whether or not you see them at the protest that you're at, Maybe they're having a protest on their own. Maybe they're doing something completely on their own. And at the end of the day, even if they don't decide to educate themselves, they don't decide to go to a protest, but they decide to use their power in the ballot box, they are still doing something. So please don't ever shame somebody for not going to a protest or not staying at a protest. Because at that point, you're no better than those people out there who are screaming all lives matter and telling you that you are unpatriotic and terrible. All right? That's just my little two cents on that piece of it. But I am grateful to see so many people out supporting, so many people speaking up, so many people just acknowledging the fact that people are being killed in the streets by police officers. People who are supposed to protect the peace are out here issuing death like it's free hotcakes on a Sunday. So that's what I have to say about that. That's just my little two cents on it. I don't really care if you like what I have to say or not, because if you don't like what I have to say, it's quite easy for you to just hit that good old next button and find a different podcast to listen to. All right. Um, But aside from that, aside from that, aside from that, aside from that, I would like to go into this little bitty, bitty, bitty mailbag um, because I got some good questions in. And after the last mailbag episode, I am so happy that so many people are interacting with the show because there's so many things that, you know, I guess we could talk about, we could say, but let's just go through one of them because one of them that came in to me, it was real, real, real good. And I'm happy it came in. So this episode is going to be called, because you know what? We're also going to talk about P-Valley. So how about we call this, you know, I'll think of the episode title later and then you'll just figure it out as we go. (laughs) All right. So I got a question in and this question came in from Jeff. This is an alias. So don't try to go search Jeff. You're not going to find him. But uh, he sent me a question. He said, uh, there are two best friends that live together. They are my friends, and they planned a vacation for themselves and their boyfriends to Cancun. However, on the trip to Cancun, they decided to swap boyfriends for fun. Now, mind you, this happened a year ago, and then came the drama. 
Here's the drama. They found out that both of them were still seeing each other's boyfriend after they returned home. Unfortunately, they never mentioned it to each other and kept doing life as usual. Needless to say, no one said a word until the text until the texted conversation was read. Of course, you already know what the drama must have looked like after the text came out. Now, the text isn't in this message, so I'm assuming that this text somehow was like, hey, baby, I miss your big old dick. Or, you know, hey, baby, come over and get this wet-ass pussy. Something like that. Um, (laughs) I don't know what the text had to say, but whatever. Somebody left a receipt on somebody's phone, and then somebody's boyfriend found out that they were still fucking each other. So, in case it will help you state your wisdom on the matter, they are still roommates at this time. Oh, okay. So, the friends, the two best friends are roommates, and they slept with each other's boyfriends mutually in Cancun. They decided to do a little boyfriend swap, and then, once they came back from Cancun, each best friend is still sleeping with each other's boyfriend. All right. So the question that uh, Jeff has along with this scenario is, do you think they should throw their relationship away, put it on pause, or work things out? Um, Just a little more, there is currently a lot of fault finding at this point, and one physical fight has took place at the club. Um, I'm wondering if this is one of the fights that I saw because it's Atlanta Pride Weekend. Um, Also, y'all, Atlanta Pride Weekend, if you don't know, it's one of my favorite weekends because that's when I get to see a Royal Rumble amongst the gays. The gays go down there and they fight like they are in a steel cage death match. Like, you'll see these niggas down there body slamming each other, spears, gores, all kinds of shit. Um, so ATL Pride, y'all keep it right on up. Cause when I need my daily dose of ratchet fights, I am here to see you gays go down there and fight like no tomorrow. Um, y'all it's good. Like, I swear I saw somebody get hit with a chair. (laughs) I swear I saw somebody get hit with a chair. So, you know, gays, y'all keep it right on up. You set the example for ATL Pride. But, um, okay. Aside from that, enough making jokes about the gays getting mollywopped. (laughs) oh my gosh okay can you imagine gay mma if anybody out there can imagine what gay mma would look like it's atl pride like these hoes fight and they fight in their little booty shorts their little purses and they are ready to throw down and it's always the flamboyant femme ones who are the ones who are out there fighting oh my god that shit is hilarious it is hilarious Now, let's get back to your question, Jeff. Um, All right, Jeff. So what I'm going to say to you, for your two friends, um, first of all, they need to stop being roommates. Y'all need to stop being roommates. Roommates is always a bad idea, no matter who comes up with it. Roommates are always a bad idea. It's going to turn sour in one shape, shape or form. Somebody's going to wake up and eat your good old Doritos in the middle of the night. And then when you wake up in the middle of the night with the munchies, because maybe you smoked a blunt before you went to bed, you're going to be ready to fight. But you're not going to fight because you're high and tired, which means you're going to get back in bed and you're just going to sulk on the fact that your Doritos are gone. So then when you wake up at 8 o'clock in the morning, you're going to be like, oh, fuck, I got to go press this nigga right motherfucking now about my Doritos. Roommates are a bad idea. So that was your first mistake, friends. Secondly, 
as far as the friendship, if y'all are best friends, and when I say best friends, like you're on that brother level, maybe sisters, maybe that's your best Judy. However you want to call your gay best friend, sit down and talk about it. Sit down and talk about it because there's a few things here that I would say let's unpack that need to be addressed in the first place. First place, y'all decided to swap boyfriends as a mutual thing. So each of you as friends went to each other and said, hey, I want to fuck your boyfriend. And then the other one said, hey, I want to fuck your boyfriend too. Now that y'all are roommates and you've been living together, I assume that each of your boyfriends have been at the place that you share, which means each of you had a chance to look at, Google at, imagine, fantasize about fucking each other's boyfriend. This conversation didn't come out of nowhere. I guarantee y'all weren't sitting at dinner and they brought out shrimp cocktail. And you're like, you know what? This cocktail sauce makes me want your boyfriend's cock and or tell. I'm pretty sure that that was not the case. I'm pretty sure that's not what happened. Y'all had time to plan this and think about wanting to fuck each other's boyfriends for some time. So you decided to mutually agree to let each other fuck each other's boyfriends. Fine. That is okay. There's nothing wrong with sharing sex. Sex is sex. But if y'all are out here now trying to find fault for each other, saying, well, bitch, you did this and you did this and I did this and I did this. Okay, let's just slow our rolls there. Because as friends, it's obvious that you were thinking about sleeping with each other's partner and possibly did not communicate that until you got to Cancun. The reason why I'm going to say that y'all didn't communicate that until you got to Cancun is because of the situation that you're in now. Had you communicated this earlier, had you had conversations as friends earlier, had you been truthful and honest about how each of you felt earlier, the situation of the swap could have been just a one-time thing or you could have set the boundaries and made it clear that you each wanted this to be more than a one-time thing. It would have been a lot easier to have that conversation. Now, as far as your friendship, I'm going to say y'all better still keep being friends. If y'all are truly best friends, and when I say the word best friend, I never use the word best friend lightly. Best friend means that I'm choosing other people over you. You're the one who I'm supposed to be able to come to in the middle of the night crying my eyes out because I shit on his dick to talk. You're the one who I should be able to look at beyond all others and talk to and share everything with. So I'm going to say y'all don't need to stop being friends, but y'all need to have a serious conversation about where to go from here because both of you are still in the wrong if you're going to take it as a wrong thing to be still sleeping with each other's boyfriends. Y'all obviously kept it secret from each other that after Cancun, you were still getting some slap and tickle from each other's boyfriends. That's all right. It's all right that y'all were having sex. Sex is universal. Everybody can have sex. What's wrong is that you were hiding it from each other. But you can't be upset at each other because you both were doing the exact same thing. You both were doing the exact same thing. So what you need to do is talk with each other and move the fuck on. And either drop both of your boyfriends because both of your boyfriends sound like they aren't shit because obviously they were keeping it hidden from y'all that they were fucking the other person too. So get rid of your boyfriends. Get rid of your boyfriends. Your boyfriends sound like they are garbage and trash and or both. Whatever one you want to consider them. Get rid of your boyfriends. 
Secondly, sex is not the biggest thing when it comes to a relationship. Now, I know we all value and look at things a different way when it comes to sex and interactions with other people in situationships, entanglements, relationships, however you want to call it. I know that we all have different ways of looking at it. But if sex was the only thing that was keeping your relationship sacred amongst each other, that's an issue. That's something you need to talk about because relationships are far more extended and deep than a deep stroke. Relationships, especially when it's going to get serious, go way deeper than being able to deep throat. The relationship, you got to deal with finances coming together. You got to deal with family members, friends, people around you getting sick, possibly dying or something happening to them. So who's going to be with you in those hard moments? The person you call your partner in a relationship. And if sex is going to be the thing that ruins that, maybe you want to look at building a stronger relationship. Or maybe you want to look at the person you're having a relationship with and just say, hey, it's time for me to move on to something bigger and better and someone who's not going to hide anything from me and someone who's going to be there through all of the hard moments that are coming up. So I'm going to say, Y'all repair your friendship, repair your friendship. It's obviously worth it if you decided to take the step of moving in together and having to smell each other's farts for however long your lease is. Repair your friendship. Maybe ditch your boyfriends because obviously both of those niggas ain't shit. They are not shit. All right. Um, That's going to be my little gem that I dropped there about that question. (laughs) I don't know how to uh, go about it any other way. But if I were in that situation, I'm getting rid of my boyfriend because you are the one who knows me on an intimate level and you can even tell me that you're still fucking my best friend. No, 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 no. You got to go. Friends stay together. Dicks come and go. (laughs) All right. So Jeff, I hope that helps you out. Um, The next question that I had that come in from the mailbox, this is from Alan. And so Alan just asked a pretty general question. I'm not going to say pretty general in a bad way, but just a pretty general of a situation that I'm assuming that you've been going through with some of your friends because he's saying some of his friends here always talk about who they have sex with. So can I ask you a question? Why do you think that people find it necessary to share with others who they had sex with? Do you believe people respect confidentiality when it comes to sexual encounters? And do you think that at a certain level of maturity, discretion should be a big part of a person's character. Please let me know your perspectives. So, Alan, I'm assuming that your friends you hang out with, they like to share their body count stories. And I call a body count story when someone says, oh, I've slept with this person, and da-da-da-da, and the details come afterwards. Um, so first, I don't find it necessary to share with others who I've had sex with. I definitely don't find it necessary. Um, who I have sex with is who I have sex with. They're not having sex with that person. So it really doesn't matter to their life if we decided to play hide the sausage. Um, that's our business. So I don't find it necessary. Now, I do find it fun, however, to share sex stories sometimes. Now, whether I point the person out or not who I've had sex with, sometimes I'll give them like a little generic moniker, like 
Taco Bell. Like, I had sex with Taco Bell tonight. And my friends will know who Taco Bell is, but if anybody else hears the conversation, they have no idea who Taco Bell is. And sometimes I'm going to share a funny story, like, you know, oh, hey, girl, we were having sex, and, you know, he went real deep, and then I queefed. <laughs> and we had this awkward moment where we everybody just stopped moving, and we just started laughing. Balls deep inside, but laughing. Something like that, fun story to share. Or even if it's like a really, really bad sexual encounter, like really bad. Like I let this man come over and he was so drunk that he tried to stick his dick into a coffee cup and thought he was fucking me. Now, we can unpack that story multiple ways because it is actually true. Um, But we're not going to. (laughs) Yeah, I don't get to hear that story. That's a body count story I'm sharing with friends. Um, But it is fun to share sex stories sometimes. But now to the second part of your question, do you believe people respect confidentiality when it comes to sexual encounters? Yes, I do believe that people respect confidentiality. Um, You know, we've always heard the term of I don't kiss and tell or, um, you know, what happens in my bedroom isn't what happens in my bedroom. If you don't want to tell people about the gerbil that you had in your bedroom, it's fine. That's perfectly fine. Um, I do feel people respect confidentiality because there are some sexual encounters that I've had, good and bad, that I'm just like, you know what? Keep that for yourself. That's in your spank bank. Have some fun with it. There's encounters for me. I will never tell people about them because either they were just so good that it's just meant to be our thing or I have no reason to share it. Um, I feel amongst friends... Sometimes we share sexual encounters or we say who we slept with as a way to protect the friendship. If you have that friendship where you're like, you can't fuck who I fucked. You can't be with who I've been with. If you have that, sometimes it's a good thing to share. Because, you know, as people, I'm not even going to just say gay men, but as people. So as people, we interact on a spectrum, having sex and everything. And, you know, it, it would be kind of bad and weird if you don't have the established friendship with your friends to say that I can just go out and fuck anybody or we can fuck each other's past partners, current partners, or anything like that. I'm sorry, y'all. This is the trouble of a home studio. My next door neighbors, their parking lot is right by my window, so I'm pretty sure y'all just heard the whole car sounded like it's about to come through the window. (laughs) So, in situations where there's a fear that a partner could be picked up by a friend or just to iron it out. I mean, like at a club, we've all been in the situation. You're at a club. Maybe like your friend sees somebody across the club like, oh, yeah, he's sexy. I want to play with his piddle stick. And then you got to look at your friend and be like, hey, friend. So, yeah, I did fuck him just so you know, Um, because I don't want it to be awkward at the end of the day if you feel like you're feeling this dude or something. I mean, I've had those scenarios where I've been in the club with past friends and they see somebody who's hot and they're like, oh, yeah, he's hot. And he gave me his number and we're talking. And then all of a sudden that person comes over and they're like, oh, yeah, this is the guy. And I've been in the scenario where I'm like, oh, hey, um, Tom. And they, they look at me, they're like, hey, AJ. And it's like, oh, OK, this is great. And then my friend looks at me. Oh, how do you know him already? So, hey, girl, um, you know, I let him eat my pussy in the car. He had meals on wheels. So 
I'm sorry about that. But I'm cool with you still fucking him. That does not bother me. It's nothing that is going to annoy me. So I need you to understand. You do you, babe. It's okay. And generally, that's how I am. Like, if I slept with somebody, especially in a hookup situation, and then a friend sees them and is like, oh, I think they're hot. I want to fuck them. You go right on ahead. I'm not going to be angry. I'm not going to be mad. Because it was just a moment in time for me. And if y'all build something, it is what it is. Um, Now, I've never been in a situation where I've had a friendship where somebody's like in a dedicated relationship with somebody that I've had sex with and I didn't know about it. Um, Honestly, it would be more on their end as far as the effect. Because for me, again, sex is just a moment in time. For them, they build a relationship with this person. And then they'll be like, well, hey, I want to be with you. But me and your best friend saw each other's pink parts. So we should talk about that. But... I do feel like that is a reason to share who you've had sex with with your friends. I do feel like that's a thing. Um, And as far as the last part of your question of do you feel like it's a certain level of maturity? Yes, I do feel like it's a certain level of maturity when it comes to talking about who you've had sex with. Um, The reason being is as a younger gay myself, I would sometimes be like, yay, you guys look at all the people I've had sex with. Here's the bingo board. And you just call it a name and eventually I'm going to shout out bingo. Um, But now that I'm older, even now, I'm just like, okay, yeah, me and that person had sex, whatever. It's just a handshake. Let's keep it moving. As opposed to, okay, girl, I need to tell you the dichotomy of this man's penis and the ratio of hair compared to the hairlessness of his asshole. If it makes sense. All right, y'all. I'm going to take a little bit of a break here, get some water, get untongue tied. Hopefully, my neighbors will not start their car again as I come back. But y'all hold tight and I'll be back. All right, y'all. I am back. Okay. So thank you for staying with me. I know it can be hard sometimes to listen to this whiny, nasally voice, but I get it. 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 All right, so the next question that I had, um, this one came from, yeah, I'm going to call you Khadijah. Khadijah sent in a message, and she said, hey, I am having some trouble in my personal life. I don't understand how to deal with certain people that I have to interact with on a daily, regularly, or weekly basis. So can you help me out? What are some ways to handle with people who you don't like on your job, in your family, and or in your social networks. Help me out. Do I try to fix these relationships or do I just leave? Thank you. All right. So Khadijah, for you, um, this is a question that I've gotten a couple of times in the inbox of how do you deal with people? And typically I would just give you the answer of tell them bye. Tell them bye. Don't talk to them. Walk away. You're perfectly fine. Um. Because you broke it down into three different spectrums, let's talk about it. So let's say you don't like somebody on your job. You don't like somebody on your job, but you have to interact with them. Whether this person is a uh, on the same employment level as you are, or let's say somebody who happens to be a superior in the workplace. If you don't like somebody on your job, you can still do your job. Do your job and keep all of the interactions and conversations with those individuals specifically focused to business. Um, 
you cannot get in trouble for saying to somebody, hey, I really don't feel comfortable talking about this or interacting on this level with you because we're here at work. So all conversations, everything that we do need to be specifically geared towards work. And let's give an example of that. Let's say you have somebody you work with and they're just not even a friend, but let's say y'all work on the same team. Y'all work on the same team. And for whatever reason, you just don't mesh with this person. You don't like them or maybe they don't like you. And you're just not here for anything extra except the work. You can keep it very base level with them. Even if you're working on a project together, let's say it's you and Rodney. So Khadija, you and Rodney are on a team and you're not a fan of Rodney. You just never been a fan of him. Maybe he's not a fan of yours. So y'all working on a project and let's say while you're working on this project, you have to work in the same room together. There's nothing wrong with maybe you putting on a podcast or putting on some music working, getting your job done, he's working and getting his job done, and you only communicate with each other when you need to for whatever that job is. Let's say you got to talk about numbers on a spreadsheet. That's perfectly fine that you turn off your podcast and you say, hey, Rodney, so I just don't understand these numbers in column B. Can we talk about it? He talks about it with you or you talk about it with him. And then once you get it all done, okay, I understand. You pop those headphones back in and you keep working. There's nothing wrong with that. Or maybe you're working and at some point it's lunchtime. Once it's lunchtime, you could just simply be like, okay, hey, I'm going to go get lunch. I'll meet you back here at such and such time and we can continue the project. Or you don't even have to say that. You could just get up and, hey, it's lunchtime. I'm out. And then just come back and meet at your scheduled time to meet. You don't have to go get lunch with this person. You don't have to offer them lunch. They don't have to offer you lunch. You don't have to buy coffee. You don't have to offer them coffee or they don't have to do the same for you just because you're working on the same project or on the same team. There is nothing wrong with you drawing that clear boundary that you only want to have the business energy with this person and nothing else. That's perfectly fine. Um, As far as in your family, in your family, It is okay to not like your family members and don't ever let anybody tell you anything different. You do not have to like them unconditionally all the time. You don't have to love them all the time. You don't. Families fight, they argue, they fuss, they get annoying, they piss you the fuck off because they're family members. And sometimes it's serious shit where it's unrepairable. And then there's other times where it's just something that could probably be pretty small to most people in situations. Like maybe you ate your salad with a dessert spoon and they don't like their silverware being used that way. At the end of the day, nobody's dying, nobody's hurt, nobody's going to end their life because you ate your salad with a dessert spoon, but maybe it's something that offends them and you just address it and move on. With your family though, there are times where you have to acknowledge that your family is not adding or providing anything good to your life. And maybe they're only taking things away from you. There is nothing wrong with saying, hey, you're a family member. So you know what? We're going to keep the blood bond that we have but let's only talk at reunions. Or you know what? Maybe we don't even need to talk at all. I'll just hope that you're doing good and you hope that I'm doing good because that's what family can be about. And there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes you have to regulate how often or how much influence or interaction somebody has in your life. And that's whether they're at your job, your family, or they're in your social networks. And in the social networks, I'm just going to give you the base answer. Bitch, if I don't like you, I don't want you around me. 
I don't like you. I don't want you around me. That goes for friends, social media, all kinds of stuff. If you aren't here for the cause and to get your bag and go to another level with me, I don't want you around me. I don't. I'm going to look at you and say, "How? why are you here? Mm-mm. Social networks, especially when I have no obligation to you to keep you in my life. We're not genetically together. We're not getting money together. Bitch, you can move right the fuck on. And that's exactly how I feel when it comes to social networks. If I don't like you, there is no reason why you should be considered a friend. Point blank, period. Um, so, Khadija, I hope that helps. I hope it helps. I hope it helps. I hope it helps. Um, so, here's another question that we had. Um, I don't really know if I want to talk about this one, y'all. Uh... You know what? We're going past this question. I'm not going to get into this one. Um, Thank you for submitting it. I'll probably read this at a different episode in time, but I don't feel like talking about someone else's best friend sleeping with their man again. Um, You know what? We're going to do it. Okay. So this question came in from Lamar and Lamar said, hey, I have a question and this is just for based on a situation that I'm going through right now. If your best ma- friend slept with your man, would you be able to move past that and continue my relationship with the both of them? And please consider it was a first offense situation. Also, mind you, they have both really apologized for their behavior. I'm asking for myself because I don't know what to do in this situation. All right, Lamar. In this situation here, your best friend and your man slept with each other. This is the first time it happened, and they both apologized for their behavior. I'm going to say this to you. If I were in this situation, I would walk away from both of them. I would have to walk away from both of them. Um, the reason why I would have to walk away from both of them, one, best friend. My best friend slept with my man and they had to come and apologize to me. That's an issue. Sex isn't the only thing that builds a relationship, but trust is more important to me. My best friend has now broken my trust. The fact that we didn't have a conversation before all of this because there obviously means you had some kind of attraction to my man. That should have been a conversation we had from jump at the moment you felt those feelings. As a best friend, and when I use the title best friend, that's someone who I expect is going to tell me the truth or come and talk to me about any situation they are experiencing, no matter how hard it can be. And I appreciate that you came to me and apologized. I appreciate that you came to me and said, hey, I happen to let your man's dick slip into my throat. I appreciate that you came to me and talked to me about that. But this could have been a conversation well before y'all had sex. Well before. So 
that's an issue for me, especially as someone who I expect is going to be my ride or die. The person who I expect is going to jump into a fight with me if I happen to one of these days ever go to ACL Pride and get into a steel cage death match at whatever bar we're at. Yeah, because that shit happens, y'all. Watch those videos from Pride. You'll see it. These gay guys fight their asses off. But that would probably dead the entire relationship to me right then and there. Um, As far as my man, we were probably just going to break, break up. Like at that point, I'm just going to be like, okay, well, I can't be sitting around in a situation with you and my friend because all I'm going to sit here and imagine is y'all two fucking each other. And that's an issue for me. So I'm not going to sit here and have you around when you're a trigger for the situation with my best friend. At some point, maybe me and my best friend can repair our friendship. We can repair the friendship that we had. But as far as you, all I'm going to see is that you fucked my best friend. And you have no obligation to my best friend, which means you can go and fuck them again. But which also means that you were lusting after my best friend this entire motherfucking time. So I have no time for you. I have no time for you. So you can go ahead and pick up a rock, try and chew on that bitch, or maybe try to place it in the center of your throat where you can't breathe. And once you turn blue and the world turns black, you know you did it the right way. So go do that for yourself. Um, But that's all I've got for you on this one, Lamar. I uh, hope that it goes well for you. I hope that you make the decision that works best for you. I'm not going to say that you need to leave. But in my situation, I would leave. I would leave. I don't think I could keep going and being able to get through it. Um, It's just not a scenario for myself that I would want to be in. And it's also not a scenario for myself that I would keep myself in. Because at the end of the day, y'all both fucked up. Y'all both aren't worth shit to me. So you figure out what the fuck you want to do in your life. Because I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing over here. And... Friend, I just need to let you know you are replaceable, even though it may hurt. And man, you are just ornamental. You don't speak. You are not here to be spoken to. You are here to look pretty. So boy, bye. But that's what I've got for y'all. That's what I got for y'all. I had to just dig back into the mailbag. Um, I really didn't want to spend today's episode talking about the tangerine tornado or talking about coronavirus. It's just... We, we need to break from it. So I hope you enjoyed this little break from it. Um, one thing that I do want to talk about, though, is if you have not seen P-Valley, you need to watch P-Valley. Uh, P-Valley, it's amazing. It is a show that consists of strippers working at a strip club called The Pink. And Uncle Clifford, who owns and runs The Pink. Um, which I love Uncle Clifford. Uncle Clifford, you are my spirit character. Oh, baby, I love Uncle Clifford so much. Um, But it follows all these interactions of people who happen to get involved with the strip club called The Pink. And the season finale just happened on Sunday. And it was so good, y'all. It was so, so good. So, little spoiler alert. Um... A little bit of a spoiler alert. There's some death that occurs. Uh, Mercedes, one of my favorite characters, wears the cutest fucking tracksuit, but now has a lot of things to deal with because she was getting out of the strip game 
And then her mom stole money from her. That money was planned to buy something very big for a dream that she had in place. And then now at the end of it, after saying that her mother's dead to her because she stole this money from her, Mercedes ended up doing something that, you know, most of us will never, ever want to do in this life. And because of that, she tried to go back and talk with her mom. And then her mom completely said, well, you have to handle it on your own, bitch, because you said I'm dead to you. Mercedes, you're going to make it through it. You are going to be strong. Um, Uncle Clifford went through some serious shit where he had to figure out exactly what's going to happen for him and the pink. And the pink, uh, it gets saved because there's a risk of them losing it, which I'm so happy about that it ended that way because I would have just been so angry if this was just like a one season show where it was like, okay, everything meant nothing because everything falls to shit anyways. Um, Keyshawn, Keyshawn, Keyshawn. Yeah, this is where the spoiler comes into place because Keyshawn is a character at the pink who is one of the strippers who is getting abused by her significant other. Um, domestic abuse is real, y'all. So, and it comes in all ways, shapes, or forms. And it comes from all sides of the relationships. It can be a female partner abusing a male partner. It could be a male partner abusing a female partner. It could be a non-binary partner abusing another partner. It goes all the way. Um... But she's getting abused by her partner, who happens to just be a piece of shit. He is just a piece of fucking shit. Oh, my God. I hope the guy dies in the next season. But uh, one of the other characters, Diamond, was trying to save her from being abused. And at the end of the last episode, Diamond and Keyshawn's partner, and I don't even know his damn name. We just can call him Bitch. Keyshawn's partner, Bitch, gets into a fight with Diamond. Diamond starts beating that ass. And then Keyshawn decided to pull out a gun on Diamond and have Diamond stop from beating this nigga's ass. Well, this white bitch's ass who was beating the shit out of her. And Keyshawn, y'all, I know people are upset at her. I'm disappointed in her. I'm not upset at her. But you have to understand they're giving us the real scenario of somebody who's in the cycle of abuse. She's being abused. And as the person who's being abused, a lot of times they take up for the abuser or they try to see the good in the abuser because there's all these things they say that we don't see behind closed doors and all these things that they do good for them. And then this bitch happens to be the father of her child. So she decided to stop Diamond. Keyshawn, I'm upset at you for, I'm not upset, I'm disappointed at you for stopping Diamond from saving you, but I hope that this is a wake-up call for you, that your abuser is a little bitch, and you could pull that gun out of him, pop one between his teeth, and watch it pop out the back of his neck. You need out of that situation, girl. You need out. Um, a little murder, and Uncle Clifford... Right now, they're broken up, and I'm upset about it. But Lil Murder, LaMarcus, as your real name is in the show, you need to get together and start, stop acting like a little boy. Uncle Clifford is a character who is male and dresses wearing, and I'm going to say this in air quotes, female clothing, um, high heels, wigs, nails, everything. And Uncle Clifford is always sitting. That bitch slays, looking amazing. And Lil Murder is a little trap boy who raps. 
So imagine the dichotomy here. We have somebody who would be considered a outwardly flamboyant gay man. And then we have a trap boy. And we know trap boys are conditioned to believe that all gay people are terrible. Trans people are the devil and that they all deserve to be beat up, killed and hurt. Who has fallen in like with Uncle Clifford, who is the complete opposite end of the spectrum and would be a person that all of his trap boyfriends would be like kill him kill him little faggot all these things now they're broken up because of a situation that occurred with a little murder pretty much gave uncle clifford the cold shoulder and it's like ah i have such hopes for them i want them to become something i want them to show that all people in this world are different in the black community, especially. So we all deserve to have our story told. We all deserve to have our story told. And for someone who identifies way more with Uncle Clifford than any other gay depiction of a black man on television that I've ever seen, I'm here for it. I am here for it. But that's where I'm gonna leave y'all at. I'm gonna leave y'all at, sorry for the spoiler alert. I'll make sure to put in the notes that there is a spoiler alert that's coming up at the very end of the episode. Um, But if you like this show, please rate me. Please leave me some comments. Share this with your friends, family members, strangers, or somebody that you happen to be stuck quarantining with. Share it with them. Um, Please rate and like and comment because without you, the show is not possible and y'all have been making this possible. I just want to shout out to everybody who listens. We are at 20,200 listens. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate all of you. Um, I appreciate y'all. Appreciate you. Love you like hair grease on top of chicken. Oh, that sounds so disgusting. (laughs) All right, y'all. Enjoy. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and I will catch you next week. I'll see you at the same time, same place and probably the same amount of alcohol, which was none for this episode. You're getting sober, AJ. Bye.